0: I still remember this situation, plain as day. I was working as an assistant manager to the footlocker in downtown Pittsburgh on 5th Avenue. My boss at the time, we'll just call him E, it was a downright a-hole. Not only to myself, but to the rest of our crew as well. The threat of termination hung over our heads at his whim, and he would snarkily remind us of that often. The details about his personality quirks won't matter to the crux of the story, except to reinforce why our nervousness and unease eventually denigrated into my coworkers, and I frantically searching our brains for answers. That day, the manager, E, was off work. However, he still made sure to leave an abrasive, passive-aggressive note in his absence informing us that he would be inspecting the store thoroughly the next day. What a guy, thinking of us on his day off. But, enough about E. The only associate working with me that day was the other assistant manager, Derek. Same as my name, but spelled differently. He was always a trustworthy employee, someone I had worked with for over a year without ever questioning his ethics or loyalty for a second. We were always close-knit, and people around the district referred to us as the Derricks, or the Dairy, or whatever goofy phrase they could conjure up to make fun of us in a peer-to-peer way. I attended his wedding, and held his child when she was first born. Needless to say, we trusted each other fully. These character details served to only reject any theories that Derrick had a hand in the glitch... I can assure you with 100% certainty that he took no part in whatever this glitch actually was. The weirdness started when the store was 30 minutes from closing. I pulled the extra drawer to count it early, so we could dedicate as much time as possible to cleaning, organizing, and unpacking shipments. While pulling the drawer, I also grabbed the credit card slip from drawer 1 and noticed a crisp $100 bill amongst the rest of the money. I went to the back room and counted drawer 2, and then waited until all the customers were gone and pulled drawer 1. Strangely, I didn't see the $100 bill that I had just noticed 20 minutes beforehand. I asked Derek, and he said that he remembered the drawer containing the bill, had not rung anyone up since I saw it in the drawer, verified, and had not left the sales floor, removing the possibility that a customer reached into the drawer. Believe me, that's happened before. I endeavor to count the drawer as I normally would, hoping that my memories thus far had betrayed me. A quick count brought my fears back full force $100 short. A second count, same result. Knowing that the money I was short was the $100 bill that had vanished, I searched the area around the registers. No luck. Desk area? Nope. Derek and I retraced both of our steps ten times. Both of us volunteered to empty out our pockets in front of the other person, immediately, without leaving the direct vicinity, and proceeded to turn every pocket we had inside out even though neither of us thought the other was the thief, it still helps clear the mind and alleviate doubt. We searched for that damn $100 bill for almost two hours without stopping. Both of us were at the end of our swiftly fraying ropes, ready to just admit defeat and give up on the entire operation. This is when things got weird and the glitch occurred, I was sitting on a stool at the desk in the back room. I turned 45 degrees to talk to Derek about what he felt we should do regarding the drawer shortage. Before I could speak a word, the $100 bill appeared in front of me. It was about waist high, about 10 inches from my body. The bill could not have fallen from anywhere tangible as it appeared in the middle of the aisleway, and no shelves were within 3 feet. Luckily, I was not alone in seeing this. Derek witnessed the entire glitch. We watched in confusion and awe as the $100 bill descended from its point of spontaneous origin all the way to the cold, hard ground below. Watching the bill fall, it seemed to be happening in slow motion, like watching one of those helicopter pods fall from a tree. When it finally reached the floor... Derek and I stared at each other in dead silence for a moment, neither of us knowing quite where to start. Was this a miracle? A glitch? Some type of trickster spirit just trying to enact a bit of torture on two employees? We both finished all of our tasks as fast as we possibly could, intent on leaving that store as soon as possible. So, this is my first post here, since I've never really had something like this happen to me, but I just have to post it, as it happened the other day, and it's still on my mind. A little bit of backstory. My name is Holly, I'm 24, female. My cousin, Stacy is 27 and female, and she's my best friend in the world. We spend hours a day talking and... We're always spending every second we can together. Our bond is more like sisters as we grew up close. Last week was my 24th birthday, and we had a small party of just the closest to my friends that I live with. My cousin Stacy and I were upstairs. She was in the bathroom and I was in the bedroom, which are about 10 feet away from each other, but you absolutely cannot see each other from each room. The hall connects the two rooms. We were getting ready, doing our makeup and changing our clothing whilst our other two friends, Connor and William, were downstairs with the music on shuffle having a chat waiting on us. I would like to add a note here. At this point in the night, we were stone cold sober, so nothing could have affected us, and none of this happened to the boys at all. We were both singing along to a song that we both know very well, when suddenly, out of nowhere, the song slowed down. It's very hard to explain what happened, but it sounded demonic, like the 0.25x speed option on YouTube. I sat there listening to it for what felt like forever, the vocals were warped, The music was deep and unsettling and incredibly loud in my ears. As I managed to gather myself, I blinked, and the song snapped back to normal. I screamed, what the hell? But to my shock, at the exact same time I screamed that, I heard my cousin's scream, whoa, from the bathroom. And I looked into the hall to see William and Connor all of a sudden, just both standing there looking very confused and concerned at us, who then asked if we were okay. Me and Stacy both ran up to them and started shouting at them for messing with the music. Just a note, uh, they're both quite the jokers, so this is something that they may do. However, when we said this to them and they both saw how serious we were, they genuinely said they did nothing and we all just looked at each other for a moment. Then, being skeptics and knowing them, me and Stacy still didn't believe them, so I went onto Spotify to see how they had done it. I was still thinking they were messing with us, only to find out that there isn't an option to do this on Spotify. Me and Stacy just sat there in disbelief over it for a solid five minutes, and then we ended up forgetting about it and enjoying our night. After a few hours of fun and playing on the PS4, and talking about memories that always came up when we were all younger together, we got back onto the subject of what had happened previously that night, and the boys were actually intrigued. They asked us what we heard, and at the exact same time, me and Stacy saying the exact same thing, in the exact same way. At that point, everybody just went silent and looked around, hoping that someone had an answer for it, but... alas, no one did. I don't know if there's a real explanation for this, or if it will just turn into another one of those memories, but something happened to me and my cousin that night. I'm not sure what, and I'm not sure that I'll ever be sure and I guess I just have to be okay with that. It was honestly my first ever serious glitch in the Matrix experience. I noticed that it's one thing to listen or read the stories, but it's an indescribable feeling to actually experience one in real time, and I will never forget it. broken security system, windstorm, and grape juice. I know, confusing and odd title, but bear with me. This glitch happened a few nights ago. I can explain away part of it, but the rest is more than a little strange. It had been exceptionally windy for the past few days, as the weather is set to cool down in southeast Texas. Windy enough that... I saw a few doves try and take flight during the day, only to not be strong enough against the wind current and get carried backwards in the breeze, and then have to hunker down until the wind died down a little to take flight again. My house has a rather old security system that went into the house when it was built, so figure late 1980s. Needless to say... I've needed to replace it for a decade already. The house is fine, but the system is falling apart. Every so often, anywhere from every few days to months apart, the system will malfunction in a way where it registers a zone being breached when the system is armed, and I have to go shut it off, or the beeping of the keypad will drive me insane. Now to the glitch, now that the backstory is done... I'm downstairs after eating some leftovers for dinner, the Xbox is paused upstairs after playing some GTA Online, the alarm is armed with the silent prayer that it doesn't act up during the windstorm, causing the trees outside to beat my house like a set of bongos, and I decide to pour myself a glass of grape juice for dessert, since I forgot to go grocery shopping again and don't have ice cream. I'm pouring the glass and I'm watching the cherry blossom tree in my backyard swaying as if it's in a mosh pit at a heavy metal concert making sure that my juice doesn't overflow from the glass out of the corner of my eye when suddenly the intermittent beeping of the alarm keypad snaps my view to it. I put down the bottle of juice and the cap and rush over to disarm the system. After disarming it I check around downstairs and upstairs to make sure a window or door hasn't been opened or broken, noting that the keypads are both showing the ready lights flickering, telling me that a loose wire somewhere within the walls is, well, still loose. After making sure everything is okay as it could possibly be, I head back downstairs to drink my grape juice. As I descend towards the kitchen... I notice something that immediately makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Beyond the normal hum that the fridge makes, or the clock ticking in the living room, it's quiet. The wind just abruptly stopped. I mean, there's no wind at all. I look outside, and the trees aren't even swaying. The leaves in the ground are gone, and it's like there was never even a windstorm. I figure, oh well. Maybe that was just the end of it, and just brush it off. I continue to the kitchen, and find that the big glass of juice I had poured minutes ago is now empty. The quantity of the juice poured is still missing, and the cap is screwed back on firmly. I don't mean that the juice in the cup was poured out, or looked like it had been drank. I mean there's no trace of it ever being in the cup. There's a clean glass and a bottle of grape juice that is suspiciously 20 ounces lighter than it was 10 minutes ago sitting on my counter. I've been trying to wrap my head around how this happened. I'm not on any drugs. Last time I had a drink of anything alcoholic was last month, and I was home alone last night. I triple checked every last inch of that house to make sure there was nobody else here, and I still... Cannot fathom how I experienced this. I wear my class ring every day, and I keep it close on my person. I only remove it to wash the dishes, cook, shower, or wash my hands. Each of those times, I put it in a pretty obvious place. Kitchen counter, windowsill above the sink, or in my pocket. I've had this ring since 2014, and I value it immensely, and I always keep an eye on where it's at. The other day, I use the bathroom and go to shower, and I place my ring on the windowsill to be put on after I finish. Of course, I forget to put it on, but I remember leaving it on the sill, and I'll come back for it after I go change and get breakfast ready. After cooking breakfast, and eating with my girlfriend, I remember my ring and go to grab it from the bathroom, only to find that it's not there. I go to check in the kitchen on the counter, and it's not there either. Where did I place it, I thought. I asked my girlfriend, and she tells me the last time that she remembered seeing it was last night while you were playing with it on the couch. Which was true, because I remembered that too. I also remember leaving it on the bathroom sill, though. So, we proceeded to tear through the house for the next two and a half hours looking for it. I'm looking in the cabinets, the fridge, the bathroom floor, the trash, the cat litter, because I changed it that morning too, The bedroom, the spare room, under the bed, under the washer-dryer. We do have a cat that has a knack for taking things that aren't his, and just every possible place we could think of. We could not find it anywhere. I'm at the brink of just giving up and calling it quits, upset as I was because the sentimental value that ring has to me. I give up for the time being, cook a quick lunch using my kitchen island, and go back to packing my clothes for a work trip in the bedroom. I finish packing, and take the bag to my living room. I turn to walk back through the kitchen to get more stuff from the bedroom, and there it is, sitting on the kitchen island right next to my water bottle. The thing is, I searched that island several times over before we did our two and a half hour search, I cooked on that island not more than 20 minutes prior, yet it was sitting there on the corner, out in the open, as if it was just waiting for me to find it. I chuckled, I go to the spare room and told my girlfriend to quit tugging my chain, and to tell me why she had it this entire time. She swears up and down that she had no part of it. She was in the room watching TikTok videos, which... I did hear when I was packing my clothes, and I didn't hear any creaking on the floor, which it usually does when you walk through the house. I tell her to give it a rest and just tell me the truth. She swears on every fiber in her body that she did not put it there. You know, I honestly questioned myself for a moment, and I thought maybe I was dreaming the entire time. Did I honestly not see it there? Was that really my ring? I still think about it, and I have no possible idea as to how it ended up there. I believe in the supernatural, but I tend to be a rational person first, looking for causes before labeling it as a glitch or a supernatural encounter. This, though? This? I don't know what to call it, and it gives me chills typing about it and knowing that I'll probably never know the reason of how it's appeared on the island. I've debated posting this for two weeks. I'm open to any solutions as to what happened. A fellow just bought a house at the base of a small mountain, He mentions that he walked the trails to the top. I realized I hadn't been in a forest in way too long, so the next day, I plunged in. Making my way along the paths to the top, I had such joy and feelings of gratitude to my neighbor to get me back into the forest. At the top of the mountain, an urge came to me. I raised my hands and eyes to the heavens. This gratitude spontaneously came out to the great Tao. I'm nothing and I give you my all. You are all things and I accept all. Hmm, that was a curious thing, but it felt appropriate and good. I turned to walk down the mountain, and here's where it gets odd. I took a couple of steps and felt a prickling sensation in my calf. I thought I'd caught some burr or some pricklers, but realized the pain was coming from inside my jeans and between my long underwear. I bent over, and after a tough struggle, I finally got the culprit to fall down and out of my pants. It was a dried pine tree branch about the size of my finger. Okay, that was a bit odd. I don't know how it got up there, but no big deal. I take another step or two and instantly feel and realize there's another one in the same spot. Once again, I bend down and try to shake it out. It's not easy. Between the long underwear and the tight jeans, it was snug. Eventually, another pine branch about the same size falls out of the bottom of my pants. How in the world? Now, for the third time. I take a step to walk down. I wait a minute. I feel something in the back of my thigh on the same leg. Way up my thigh. I have to unbelt and unbutton my jeans, and pull out from my pants a dried pine branch that is about the size of my thumb and two fingers. Combined with the first two branches, I had dang near a hand-sized dead pine branch inside my jeans. So, for two weeks, I've tried to figure out how a very painful, very large pine branch can get into my pants, all the way to my thigh without me feeling it. I'm stumped. Everyone I've shared this with has a good laugh, and I'm taking it in stride, but remembering that prayer, I might have to be careful what I wish for in this self-created reality. All means all, in good and the bad. Anyways, if anyone can give a logical explanation, I'm all ears. Thanks for listening. Upon my name, there is nothing fabricated nor exaggerated in this story. my apartment complex has a water machine in the laundromat right next to the line of washers. I brought two jugs and their caps to refill. While I'm filling one, the cap on the other jug will be sat on top of the washer to my right. Well, I'm filling the second jug. The first is full and the cap is on. To my right, I have the second jug's cap in my hand. It's kind of wet because the machine isn't particularly gentle, and the second jug is being filled. I drop the cap, curse, watch it land top-down by the corner of the washer. The floor there is splotchy like there used to be carpet. It lands in the top-right corner of a light spot. I look at it and sigh because I don't want to have to bend over for it. I do it anyways, because otherwise the jug will spill while I'm walking home with it. I wipe my hand off, remember grunting and squeezing my eyes shut while I picked it up, and then placed it on the washer. A moment later, the jug is full, and I pick the cap up off the washer and screw it on, pull the jug out, and as I'm reaching for the other, I notice the cap is still on the floor, top down, on the top right corner of that splotch right by the corner of the washer. I look at the jug, still capped in my hand, just dumbfounded. I look back and forth between the cap I screwed on, and the floor cap. Reasonably, I must have just picked up a different cap somehow. I closed my eyes, just whining about my back, because I knew where the cap was already. Barring glitches in the matrix... This is the only sound explanation, but I stared this cap down with misery and contemplation. I really didn't want to bend over and pick it up, and for a few moments, I truly just looked at it while the jug filled next to me. I got a really good look at the floor all around it. It was in the exact position it was in, and I can see it now. I had my cap, so I just went home, weirded out. I don't know when it happened, but one of my jugs is missing a cap now. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. This isn't a particularly dramatic story, but I thought I'd share it anyways. So, every Saturday, my dad and I go shopping... I was still in bed on my phone when my mom came in to tell me to get ready, as my dad would be back soon to pick me up as he was running some errands in town. So, I start getting dressed and also feed my goldfish. I have one disabled goldfish that actually needs to be hand fed, and another fish who will only eat crunched up food, so it actually takes me a while to feed them. As I'm feeding my fish, I see my dad's great car pull up in our driveway, and I know it's him because he's in the driver's side seat wearing his bright orange parka jacket, which is quite distinctive. And I think to myself, damn it, I really need to hurry up, because if my dad comes up to my room, he'll find me still half dressed, hand feeding my fish, and not ready at all, like I promised. Finally, I finish feeding my fish and getting dressed, and still no sign of my dad. So, I assume he was in the car on his phone. I see my mom watching TV in the living room, and I also hear someone in the kitchen. So, I figured it's my dad checking the mail, or making coffee. So, I grab my mask and put on my coat. I'm still in my bedroom when my phone rings, and it's my dad calling. I get mildly annoyed because if my dad is in the kitchen downstairs, why can't he just come up to my room to tell me to come down or just call out to me? I distinctly thought this. Still, I pick up anyway assuming he's in the kitchen, and he tells me he's about 10 minutes away in his car. That's when I realize my dad hasn't actually come back yet, but... I was sure that I saw him pull in, and also heard movement in the kitchen that wasn't me, my mom, or our dogs because we were all upstairs. Finally, my dad arrives, and I see he's wearing his orange parka like I saw originally. I asked him about it, and he said he only just came back, and he hasn't made two trips back to our house, so I guess it must have been a glitch. This happened back in December of 2019, while I was at my work-study job in my college's biology department. There were a series of talks being given every week on a different biology topic. And one of my weekly tasks was to print out flyers advertising the talks and hang them up next to the elevators on a number of floors, including floors 4, 8, and 10. On one such occasion, I got into the elevator on Floor 8 and hit the button on the right-hand panel to go up to Floor 10. I saw the button for 10 light up, and I distinctly felt the elevator rise. The ride was less than 30 seconds. I'd taken the elevator between these floors multiple times at this point, so I had a sense for how long it typically took to get from Floor 8 to Floor 10. When I got out of the elevator, I saw that that week's flyers were already taped to the wall next to the call button, which confused me since I had only one flyer left, and I knew I hadn't been to floor 10 yet. Then I noticed the floor number sign said 4. Somehow, even though I know for a fact that I'd pressed 10 and felt the elevator rise... I had ended up four floors down. This particular building was also separate from the main building. It was mostly labs and a gym on the ground floor. So although it's possible someone could have called the elevator and then walked away, there wasn't a high chance of that since the upper floors were not heavily trafficked. Despite having read half a dozen elevator horror stories... I got back into that same elevator to go up to floor 10. The elevator stopped on floor 8 again to let a couple people on, and as the elevator continued up, I paid close attention to how long it took to go up to 10. It was definitely not as long as it took to go from floor 4 to floor 8. I asked my boss if she knew whether the elevators were all functioning correctly, and she confirmed that, as far as she knew, they were. I never had any issues with this elevator in the past, and I never did after this incident, nor did it ever go out of service or have any mechanical issues for the rest of the time that I worked there. That was, once again, a fantastic collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories. I hope you all enjoyed them as much as I did, and if you did, please do let me know by hitting that thumbs up button and letting me know what your thoughts are in the comments. You can also do things such as follow me on all my social media platforms or support the channel over Patreon, coffee, channel memberships. All of it optional, all of it greatly appreciated. Coffee Shop has some random merch like stickers and keychains. The Patreons and members get early access to all my content for as little as a dollar a month. That is like, what... Three cents a day, three point two six cents a day, or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, I hope you guys did enjoy. It. And like I like I said, if you did, please do let me know what you thought. Uh, let's move on to the word of the week. Last week the word was gallant. Let's move forward into the submissions this week. Last week we're gonna we're gonna start with the submission by Annie Red DJ. Specifically the part that says dating myself a bit here, but the first thing that went through my mind for the word of the week was a cartoon I remembered as a child called Goofus and Gallant aimed at teaching children good and bad behavior. For something in the current semi-century, our own Sir Raven would be considered quite gallant, and then the members-only Royal Raven emoji. Thank you very much, Annie. I don't consider myself to be gallant, but, you know, I do appreciate the compliment, of course. And the use of the emoji, because that emoji is legit. Secondly, we have Eliza H. Raven always makes a gallant effort to provide interesting glitch stories narrated in a splendid manner. Thank you, Eliza. I do my best. Hopefully I succeed sometimes. Jose, with the very simple, this is a gallant video. That's very, very simple sentence there, and it tells the, uh, the story that it needs to tell. So thank you, Jose. Um, hopefully the video was gallant. I hope it was appreciated. Next up is PA Nightmares with my gallant hero raven coming to my rescue with the spectacular purple feathers and these terrific stories. I appreciate you, my gallant burb man. Thank you, PA. Uh, I appreciate you as well. Again, I don't believe myself to be gallant, but is what it is. Next up, we have Rainy Days. Lovely narrations, as always. As for the word of the week, I think we would all like a wing reveal. I bet your raven wings are powerful and carry you gallantly through the sky. Using the adverb version of gallant was a good way to do that, Rainy. Thank you very much. Next up, we have T. Savan. To the entity who took the ashtrays, I command you, be gallant and return them to the rightful owners. As I said in my comment on this one, I believe if we all yell at the Matrix loud enough and long enough, it will do what we want. That's how computers work, I believe. At least I've always worked in my, my field. Anyways, last up, but not least up, we have 242 reeds. The knight was gallant as he rode in with his horse. Though he wished to use this to gain the fair lady's hand in marriage... She had him sent to the gallows instead, much like the last gallant knight. Double the usage and a fantastic little story. I do quite appreciate that. Thank you, 242. This week, the word of the week is minatory. M-I-N-A-T-O-R-Y. It means having a menacing quality or being threatening. So, minatory. Yeah. Alright, friends. Uh, That's all for me today. I will see you on the next video, which will be Friday, by the way. Uh, I may do a live stream between now and Friday, but I'm taking Wednesday off because it is my birthday week. Thursday is my birthday. I've decided that I don't want to do a video for Wednesday. I just kind of want to take the day off, so I'm taking some time off, enjoying the the, the week with patience, and just going to be doing work, probably, that's not going to be doing this video. So, I will see you guys on Friday, hopefully, for a video you will enjoy. If not, I'm sorry. I'll see you then, but until then, my friends, sleep well.